Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their great hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 67. Remember my buddy Trav being in the tree stand beside me, uh, same tree, and uh, sun had came up, we were down in this valley, and we were trying to capture our first kill. Uh, we'd, we'd hunted together before, we'd killed things before, but we'd never got it on camera. And about 9 a.m., uh, a doe came down off the creek and stepped down into the creek. I remember her getting a drink of water, and then she crossed the creek and actually came up and stopped right in a shooting lane about 25 yards. I stood up. Little did I know that I was actually standing up right in front of the camera that Trav had pointed at this doe. And so he had to lean out real far as I drew back on her. And she stood there and kind of looked. She knew something was up. But I released the arrow and she dropped in her tracks. I had hit her a little high, so I quickly put another arrow into her. But there we had it, our very first kill on camera. And pretty <laughs> just basic video. Uh, there was no extra stuff to it. Uh, there was basically the shot, the kill, and then the recovery. But we were so excited to have uh, to have captured that on camera. And I think back and I, I look now, it still is such a thrill to do that. Uh, are you a person that films your hunts? <laughs> and i got to ask, if you do, why? Why do we do this? Why do we film it? Uh, for, for some people, they do it because they just want to see the memories and they want to share it with their friends. Um, some people want to you know, kind of gain a following and uh, be known on YouTube and make a living at what their passion is. And I think for us, it's more so just we want, we want the memories, but we also want to just tell a story. Um, each hunt has its own story behind it. There's things going on in your life. There's moments that you might forget about. And as you rewatch that footage, and so many times I'll do that, I'll go back on our YouTube channel, at Shutting Light Outdoors, and I'll, I'll rewatch some of those old videos that we did. And <laughs> I'll laugh at how bad the video quality is and, and some of those things. But I'll also smile because it's neat to relive those moments. And so um, I bring all of that up to let you know that today we have a special guest. Um, just about every guest that I've had on up until this point, I would say, is a hunter. And today's guest is a hunter, but his weapon is a little bit different than most people's. Instead of taking a bow or a gun or something like that into the woods, his weapon of choice is a camera. He is a wildlife and hunting photographer, and he's gotten into this recently in the last year or so. Uh, his name is Lathe Taylor, and I thought it would be really interesting to hear Lathe's, um, just his experience uh, capturing the hunt. He's been on several different types of hunts, so he has some great stories to tell, and photography has actually led to him wanting to pick up an actual weapon himself, and so we get to hear that incredible story from Lathe today. I want to thank you guys for coming back for another episode. I really do appreciate it. I'll give you an update on turkey season next week because it's almost over here in Ohio, and so far I have uh, the birds have been outwitting me, but I'll save that story for next week's episode. We're going to jump right in here with Lathe Taylor. Thanks, guys, for coming back for another episode. All right, guys, we got Lathe Taylor here on the line. Lathe, how's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Good. What's happening today? Oh, nothing much. Uh, I am just hanging out at the house. It's my it's, I'm a, uh, I have my day off, so it's my birthday, and I'm just kind of hanging out. Well, happy birthday, man. That's exciting. Thank you. What's, is it kind of a... You know, being stuck at home, is that kind of a bummer on the birthday, or is it something that you actually kind of like? <laughs> I kind of like it. It's, I get to play little video games and just kind of hang out with, because uh, my wife's off too today, 
And so we got the little one and my wife here. So I'm kind of just hanging out. Awesome. And do you mind me asking, what what birthday is this for you? How old are you? I will be 24. 24. It's weird to say, right? Whenever you hit that. I whenever you have like weird ones like uh, for me 30 I'm 33 I forget how old I am which is weird because my wife I'm like I forget because just one of those insignificant it's kind of in between it's not not 30 not 35 so well happy birthday that's exciting tell us a little bit uh, about yourself what you do and um, all that good stuff so yeah um, I am a photographer kind of um, trying to push into full-time with that. Um, I currently work with a buddy doing um, uh, car detailing in town. Um, and uh, we're, I guess, considered essential because we're cleaning people's cars. So we're, get to, we're getting to still work um, when we can. Um, good. But uh, I, yeah, I do photography um, on the side. But I'm, like I said, I'm trying to really push, um, hopefully by the end of the, Hopefully by the end of summer, I'll be able to be full-time um, with all of this. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do photography. And then this year, I recently started doing hunting photography. Um, and that's been it's been, a, it's been a journey, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to dive into that here in a little bit because I, I want to hear about hunting photography and kind of what got you started with that. Uh, now, yeah. you live... Uh, in the Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth area, right? Yes, we're about. I'm about thirty minutes, just uh, thirty minutes. Let's see, west of uh, Fort Worth. Uh, well, okay. forty-five minutes west of Fort Worth. Yeah, oh, cool. Uh, little town of Granbury. Okay. Uh, you think a hallmark town, and we're literally a hallmark town. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it looks like a hallmark town where we are. <laughs> now, is that where you grew up, or is that um, where you moved to? No, that is actually where my wife grew up. I'm actually originally from the Houston area, uh, League City down near Galveston. Okay. So, uh, Texas folks. And um, tell us a little bit about just kind of your background. Uh, You mentioned photography. How has that become something that you're wanting to do full time? Like, uh, what's your background with photography? And then we'll kind of jump into, you know, you getting into hunting. (laughs) Yeah, so um, it kind of is all part of the part of why I do what I do. But um, see, so yeah, I've been doing photography for a while now. Um, I'm 24 uh, this year, um, and then I've been doing. Ooh, I've been doing photography since I was about, I mean, 10 ish, because I got my mom's point and shoot camera, and I would run around the house and try to figure out different pictures and. I was always told I did had a decent eye, and then in uh, high school I was in band for three years. Senior, uh, right before senior year, the summer before senior year, I sold my trumpet, uh, bought my first camera, and uh, from there I just kind of really, really hit hard with uh, photography. I was able to um, take photojournalism one, and uh, my teacher really, really liked my work, so I was able to like um, get on the field, take pictures at the football team um, and football games. And I was a sports photographer kind of was my niche like action photography. It's kind of where I got, I like, cut my teeth, I guess in high school and in, uh, in what I do outside of that. Um, and then at the same time I was kind of working with, ch- working with my church, doing some of the media stuff and 
playing in the, the youth band. Um, but then uh, from there, I wanted to go be a youth minister my junior year of high school. wanted to be a youth minister, so I applied to ETBU, got in. ETBU is East Texas Baptist University. Okay. Um, it's a little small town, a little small small private college smack dab in the middle in the middle of the ghetto <laughs> literally <laughs> a block over you i mean front porch sitting ghetto type um but uh no it's a cool it was a cool it's a cool college and i wanted to go there for youth ministry and then i picked up the photography and i was like okay now i really just want to do this so i switched my major to mass com and um and when I got in the senior year, I kept doing like portraits and stuff of my friends and just kind of learned a little bit. And then, uh, let's see, then when I got to high school is when I really, when I really, oops, is when I really took off, uh, in college is when I really took off doing, um, the photography, uh, with the school newspaper and the school, um, yearbook and stuff and uh, right. I actually, uh and i was i was like a that was my job i had a work study job where i was literally paid to go take pictures <laughs> and uh work on the work on editing and stuff um on my own so i was kind of my work study job was really fun because i got to do what i love to do and get a little bit of paid for it um and they used my stuff and some of the some of the marketing um and it was actually funny it's after i left just kind of when they started using my stuff they definitely use it in the yearbook for sure in the newspapers. <laughs> but um, uh, that was uh, freshman year of college, uh, and then sophomore year of college. Right before my dad got really, really sick, um, like in August, and then in October he actually passed. Um, oh, sorry to hear that. that. Yeah. No, it's okay. I mean, I I definitely took it as I mean this was God's plan. I mean he he was I mean. My dad was listening to one of his favorite songs uh, from when he was a kid, like one of his favorite worship songs when he was a kid, and uh, he went out smiling. So that was kind of that was always really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, from there, uh, I mean, I finished that semester good. I mean, I was getting, I was, I could tell people, my friends could tell that I was getting a little more depressed because I would just sleep and not really want to go to class. And then the second semester started and I was like, I really just don't want to really didn't care. And I mean, I got through, I mean, I still went to classes a little bit, but I went to the minimum as, as much as like, as much as I could go to the minimum. And then I, uh, stepped down from college cause I just, I was just like, uh, my grades are suffering. I was just like, I, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so I dropped, I dropped out of college. I actually, I had met my, my now wife, in between those times and uh her parents were like well i mean why don't you just get out of get out of where you're living right now because before all this my mom and dad like before college my mom and dad actually moved up to a town close to where i was going to college my dad had a big uh, like a big career move um so it's kind of his trip there is kind of what brought us to where just 30 minutes outside of where i went to college um so I just wanted to get out of that area and uh, my wife's family was, or my now wife's family was very gracious and let me stay at their house for a little bit uh, or for until we got, until we got our own place and got married and stuff. So that was really nice. Um, and I got a job and all that stuff, but um, 
part of why I tell, talk about my dad is because that year for my birthday, uh, my mom wanted to get the boy, uh, me and my brother, uh, he's like three years younger than me, me and my brother, um, a gift from our dad because she had saved up some money and she wanted to get us like a big gift. And my big gift was I bought my first uh, full frame camera. Um, and I, bu- I bought a, a, a Canon 6D, which is a, uh, this is like a, a good, good first starting out uh, full frame camera. And if you yeah. don't know what a full frame camera is, it's just a, uh, most cameras that you see, like, most cameras like better DSLRs, uh, the full frame is just literally the full frame of the 35, it's full 35 millimeter um, opening. Uh, okay. To take it, it, it just gets, a, lets in more light, um, whereas a crop crop sensor camera, which is common for like the uh, beginning uh, cameras, uh, it's just a little smaller. It's by a 1.5 factor is kind of what it is. It's uh, zoomed in 1.5. Um, but with the the full frame, it just captures the in, the entire frame essentially. Okay, but gotcha. I'm following, more... following a little bit. I have a, a Canon like Rebel T, yes, three or four, something like that. And yeah. I mean, at, at this stage, like my my phone almost takes better pictures. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a good camera; it does the trick. And, uh, but it's not probably the camera; it's the user. Um, so uh, after we're done with this, I'll probably have you give me some coaching tips on how to better use that. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, so then that was like the big thing is my mom wanted to give us a big gift, and then from there is I really took off with doing more portraits. Uh, started getting into weddings a little bit, uh, and um, and then when we moved uh, out to Granbury is when I really took off. Uh, then this past year with our, um, between then and, uh, last year's tax return, we actually had a kid. So we got a nice little tax return, um, back, uh, last year and we were able to buy a new camera. Um, and I, uh, I, I went, I switched to the Sony mirrorless cameras and I have not looked back. Yeah. Um, and then, cause I wanted to get into a little bit more wedding video, um, with all that. Um, and then f- between when we moved out to where I am now and uh, November of uh, t- 2019, so last year, November, um, I was just, we kept doing weddings. We, we shoot for our local magazine here in town. Um, and we just kept doing weddings, portraits, the magazine. Um, and I also shot for the, a ministry that I'm a part of called Advance Camp. Um, and uh, do the pictures and video for them. But, um, and then November is kind of when all of the uh, hunting photography stuff started <laughs> popping up in my life. But yeah, that's kind of my Before that, yeah, cool. Well, let's let's talk a little hunting background that kind of mixes into this. Now, did you grow up hunting or did photography lead to hunting? So, <sighs> photography led to the hunting. Um, okay. I had never, I mean, I grew up down in Houston area, uh, in the suburbs of Houston. So I didn't really have, I mean, I had opportunities to go fishing a lot. So I went fishing a lot, but I never really had opportunities for like hunting like I do up here. Um, and I mean, I, I know I probably could have if I tried, but I never, we never really got into hunting. I mean, we would go on our grandpa, grandpa's land, um, and just shoot, but, um, and, 
sit in the woods and see if something came by. We never baited or anything. Well, I take that back. One year we baited, but or uh, not baited, but one year we um, like set out like uh, feed and stuff and try to to try to entice them. Yeah. Um, and kind of try to get the land ready for something, but we just did it once and then it never it never did anything. Um, but uh, yeah, no fishing is kind of my background because I was so close to Galveston, and then my grandparents are directors at a lodge that has like four lakes on it. Um, it's the lodge for their church, but uh, they have like four lakes on it, so we were able to fish all the time for bass and stuff, and then offshore fishing with some with some friends. Okay, so, been, cool. Been around fishing. Okay, that's interesting to me because I'm I'm kind of the opposite because I was not much into hunting or much into photography or filming, um, but uh, the hunting kind of led me into that. I, I decided, you know, uh, my buddy, our very first film was us just shooting like a, a parody video for hunting. And so it was on this stupid old camera, you know, that had like the tape in the side of it or whatever. And, um, and that's kind of where that actually started for me. And then I started, I'm like, Hey, I want a better video. So I had to learn a little bit more about videos and camera and that kind of thing. And I'm no expert, um, but putting together that type of thing. So, so how did the photography, you know, how did you go from doing weddings and portraits to then going out and trying to shoot <laughs> uh, wildlife and animals and that type of thing. How did that evolve? So yeah, um, a, a a local um, pastor. Well, he's now he he is a pastor of one of the church plants in our area. Um, our local church like has the different campuses, and he's now one of the uh, local pastors at one of the plants that, or the with campuses we're going to be going to, but, uh, he at the time was a worship minister. And, um, a couple of years, a couple of years ago, I was like a couple of years, like when I first moved here, like the summer, I actually became a, this intern for my church doing media stuff. Um, and I would just take pictures and stuff. And Micah knew that I took pictures. The guy's name's Micah. Um, Micah knew that I took pictures and he was like, uh, and he actually owns a duck call, uh, duck call company plate. He makes duck calls, I should say. Yeah. Um, uh, and I can give you the information. You can link him to it. Um, but uh, there are handmade duck calls and stuff like that. But he reached out to me and he said, hey, Leif, I know you like to take pictures. Have you ever th- thought about going on a hunt? And what was crazy and what is a total God thing is like literally a week before I started, I was like, we had. Uh, kind of like early November, we got our first uh, handgun, um, and uh, we're going to take the CHL class um, actually next weekend um, with our with my wife's grandpa, which I'll, I have a fun story about who he is, actually. Um, but uh, he, uh, so with, uh, we're, we, got, we got our handgun, and I was like, you know, what other, I'm not sure, sports, but what other activities can I get into? Cause I mean, I like shooting and I've been, I mean, my wife's been around guns and I've been around guns. I'm like, you know, I've not gone into, I've not done hunting. I really want to try to get into hunting again. I want to actually try to really pick it up. So I started listening to different podcasts and a guy um, mentioned something about, yeah, we just bring a photographer on one of our, on one of our hunts. And I was like, huh, never <laughs> thought about doing that before. Never thought about 
like I mean, I knew people did it, and I never thought about like me pursuing that. And then, literally a week later, um, Micah reached out to me and was like, "Do you want to go on a hunt?" I was like, "Yes." So December rolled around, and I went on my first hunt. Um, it was a blast. I had fun. It was a duck hunt, um, and uh, from there, I was put in contact with some other people. And uh, for duck season, I got six for almost every weekend for the end of duck season in Texas, for the tail end of duck season in Texas, I got, um, I was like on a hunt every weekend. Now on these hunts, are you, is your weapon the, the, the camera? Are you just yes, taking the I pictures am. or are you, so solely a photographer of the hunt? Yep, I am. That is my focus. And that's kind of, I guess that's kind of how I'm pitching this is, I mean, because I know a lot of people do like taking pictures and do like filming, but sometimes it's hard to have a camera try to focus on, okay, I got to get this animal. I, it like, especially with duck hunting, it's really hard to do that. I mean, I know people do it, but it's like, it's easier to have like a dedicated guy to like, and that's kind of what I want to go with. I mean, I, that's my goal is to like be the extra person. I mean, yes, I'm going to go on hunts for myself, but I want to be the extra person on the hunt to actually focus on that and capture the moments for them. Cool. I, I want to ask. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask a question just so you can be thinking about it. We'll come back to this. Um, okay. I want to hear about some of the hunts that you went on. But uh, something to be thinking about is, I think as guys listen to this, I'm, me being one of them, you know, taking photos and doing videography and those kind of things. Because I am a hunter, first, I don't always think about like the best way to do that. And maybe some. T- you might have some tips or some ideas for guys just to take a better photo or to, um, to understand perspectives or whatever. So I want to ask you here in a little bit. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Okay. Maybe some tips that you might give to some guys about how to do better on if they wa- are wanting to capture their hunts or take better photos of like you know them and whatever they kill or whatever. Um, so be thinking of that. I will ask that in a second. Um, but I want to jump into some of those stories. So what was it like on those first – are you getting like ex- – excited as the animals are coming in tell us a little bit about some of those uh first hunts that you went on and just kind of the stories that surrounded those so yeah i mean on the first duck hunt um i'd never had like like i said i'd never been on anything and uh, uh any kind of fun and i was uh we we got out there and i rode in with my uh the, my friend micah and uh he was like are you excited i was like yeah i'm kind of excited i mean i'd seen like i'd seen hunting shows like i mean um I'd seen hunting shows before and I watched like some YouTube guys that do hunting. Um, and I, I kind of knew what to expect. I did a little bit of research beforehand, um, before going into this. So I'm not like blind <laughs> sitting in there, not knowing what to do, but it was kind of, it, it was really cool seeing it firsthand, like calling in docs, having them land in the spread and just come straight in. Um, and those first cut in that first duck hunt was like really exciting. I was like, okay, this is really cool. Um, and um, and kind of just from there, the other duck hunts that I went on, I, I learned that I started learning more about duck hunting, and I learned more about um, definitely. You couldn't give me a call, but I know I could. I I know what to look for now. Like I, I learned a lot from just being on the hunts, and it and every time I love when I see ducks coming, I was like, oh, I gotta get. <laughs> so it's, it was really exciting to do that. Um, trying to think of a story a good story to tell now duck hunting is kind of duck hunting it was kind of just here in texas it's we don't really have a lot of public land it's more like texas is 
pretty much all private land. I mean, there are definitely some uh, spots that you can public land hunt, but we are, I am, we are mostly private land. So it, my stories have mostly been just on private property on um, like shooting, like shooting out of like tanks or like uh, fill tanks for cattle and stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, see duck hunting. I mean, it was just, to me, it was normal duck hunting. I have more stories cause I, been on some predator hunts i have more stories kind of tied to those okay. um, more than anything but i um duck hunts were my first thing i did then i transitioned to the predator hunting and i went on a high fence hunt uh once and then um this past week well, this past uh week has been i mean everybody knows it's been turkey season so um it opened up Texas two weeks ago, and I went on. I've been on three so far, four mm. technically. Um, how, how have those? Uh, how have those been? How do you like turkey hunting? <laughs> turkey hunting is a lot different, but it's it's. I was listening to um, a podcast. I think one that uh, you, one of your guests, the 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 guy that does uh, Brad Latrell. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to his podcast on the turkey hunt, and he, I would agree. It's it's he said some him and the guest said something. It was the turkey caller. Him and the guest said something about um, how it's a really good like gateway to get into hunting because they're very vocal, um, and it was kind of cool listening to it for the first time. Like uh, we were the first time I went, it was just we were just doing the walking around, waiting till we hear something, and then kind of set up real quick. Um, but uh, we only ever heard one, but it was really cool having something like, like squawk back at us. It was, that was really cool. Or, uh, <laughs> back at us. Uh, yeah. And then the second one I went on was a really cool hunt. It was a father and son hunt. Uh, it was a kid's first turkey hunt. Um, and it was actually with my friend Micah that got me into this. Um, and we didn't call and we didn't get a turkey the first, my first hunt. Uh, and actually I haven't been on a successful turkey hunt yet, but um, to me, success on a hunt it's good yes but i want to tell my my goal with all this is to tell more than just the kill yes yeah. um is, is my is my reasoning behind why i do this and i know that's a lot of people that's a lot of photographers in the in, in the industry's reason behind doing it because um i was listening to uh i listened to a lot of podcasts when i'm at work so i listened to a lot of podcasts and um one of the podcasts, the hunting photographer, um, talk about how the kill shot is literally like probably 1% of the entire hunt you're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go 40 days, you kill one, you, you go 40 days for an elk cut and you kill one elk on like the last day. I mean, what are you going to do? Just post the, I mean, he was just telling me like, what are you going to do? Post the kill shot and that's it. I, that's why I just like capturing the struggle, capturing any aspect I can of the turkey hunt. And, um, Unfortunately, on the, the father and son hunt, I didn't have my camera up at the time. But instead of calling it a turkey, uh, we were just using a Fox Pro um, to just kind of chirp or to do some hen clucking and then some gobbles every now and then. And we actually had a coyote commit <laughs> and on the call and then on the, the, the decoy spread we had for turkeys. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have the right. We didn't have the right shot. We so we just. Uh, I just told him to shoot behind him to kind of scare him off because his kid was using the bathroom. It's like, yeah, just take a shot. <laughs> Let's get this guy out of here. 
because he's starting to circle back around. So I just like shoot behind him, scare him off, so we don't, so we can just kind of leave. Um, but yeah, we. So that's kind of a fun little story. We had the coyote just come in. Um, I didn't. I mean, it's for that I've been on a lot of predator hunts, so I've seen him come in on calls, but I never had seen him come in on a turkey, turkey, turkey clucking. Lays, how are you getting connected? Are, are these are you just doing this with buddies or friends and 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 uh, doing the hunt, or are these like uh, is this kind of like a like you said you're trying to make it a job, so people are hiring you to take pictures of their hunt? Uh, kind of walk us through a little bit, like what what that looks like for you. So yeah, um, a lot of these are so a lot of my hunts have been just with buddies because um, right now since I've never touched hunting photography my photography in my life is um, I kind of wanted to build a portfolio of kind of stuff that I've gotten. Um, and I feel like I've gotten a, quite a quite a decent portfolio. I definitely want to get some more bigger game um, come next season for sure, um, photo-wise. But uh, um, mostly it's been buddies. And then I've reached out to some people too. Uh, one of the posts I posted on a Texas Waterfowler um that Texas waterfowler Facebook group. And I was like, Hey, I'm a hunting photographer, new to all this, just wanted to share some of my stuff. And I had a guy reach out to me and he was like, Hey, come on out. I was like, come out to Poteet, which is kind of just South of San Antonio. Um, and I was like, well, and that's about for, if you don't know Texas, that's about four hours from where I am here. in okay. Grand um, We never could do anything for duck season, but I was able to go this weekend for some Turkey um, and that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, and I was actually on a hunt with, uh, do you, are you familiar with the foul front podcast? Uh, no, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of uh, duck stuff. I'm kind of okay. new to the duck hunting thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, guy, uh, Alex is one of the co-hosts of the foul front podcast. He actually went on a hunt with him and then that was this past Saturday um, and then this, and then the next Sunday I went on a hunt with a friend of theirs. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, I have had some organic reach out and I have had some just reaching out to other people. Um, but mostly I've been kind of just trying to build a portfolio right now and eventually, gotcha. um, I will be reaching out to hopefully companies and trying to get interest going in my stuff. And then I would love to just capture my whole goal with this is to capture people's stories, not just, I mean, yes, I would love to capture stuff for companies, but it's more, I want to capture like normal people's story because a lot of people spend some money on this and a lot of times they don't come back with a, a successful hunt, but you still went on a hunt and you still had a fun time and you still sat in the woods and got out of all of this and you just had some fun. And that's kind of what I want to do is I want to capture anything and everything of the hunt and tell it through photos. Mm, that's cool. I really like that. I think that it sounds like you and I both have just kind of that, um, I don't know, the passion for the story. It's it, like you said, I agree with what you said earlier. It's not about the kill. That's just one part of it. Obviously the kill is, you know, that's, it's exciting and it's um, kind of what part of the reason that you're there, but it's also, I mean, going to spring turkey hunting, I, I took out a buddy. It was his very first hunt um, on Monday. And just 
part of what I enjoyed, um, I was videoing the hunt. Um, I mean, I had my bow there in case, you know, he would get one I could follow up, but I just enjoy watching him experience things for the first time. The spring woods in Ohio is absolutely stunning. And it's just, um, I don't know. We didn't get a bird, but we came close and I, I actually messed things up, but it was, it was a really cool experience. I just love uh, being able to introduce people to that and kind of seeing there, I could see his excitement level, even though we didn't get anything, he heard the birds gobbling. I could see him get his gun up and get excited a few times when we thought it was going to happen. And so there's a lot, there's a lot there for a photographer to, to uh, capture. Cause there's so many elements to hunting, like you said. Yeah. Um, and I think my, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite thing is to capture. I mean, I know it's, it's kind of gross, but I, I really like, I really like cleaning shots, like cleaning the game. Um, I don't know why. Um, it's just kind of like, to me, that's what's, I mean, that's why we're going hunting is to bring meat home or to, um, that's why average, I mean, that's why most people go on the hunts is to bring meat home to the table. And I just like, to me, that's an important part because you're finishing the hunt, and that's the last step. To mm. it's the last that's the last step of the hunt to actually properly finish the hunt, and that's just I just kind of I've always liked doing that um, that aspect, like uh, breasting a bird or um, uh, like cutting up, like uh, preparing the backstrap off a hog and stuff like that. So I mean, that to me, that's that's my favorite aspect of capturing. I guess my second would be. Um, people's reaction to getting, 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 uh, getting the, uh, getting a bird down or getting an animal down is just their reaction to seeing them light. Like that's my favorite. That's another favorite part of mine. Just kind of getting in the hunter's head and just kind of cap trying to capture what they're feeling at the time of either being successful or missing on a shot or something. Out of everything that you have taken a, a picture of, um, out of so that now that you've been on this hunting uh, photography journey, you know journey, what is there a uh, photo shoot or a picture or a moment that you've captured that is uh, maybe one of your favorites? Is there uh, something that just kind of rises to the top of like that was that was good stuff? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, it's, I, and I don't think I have a good answer because I mean I really. I really enjoy every hunt I go on because I get to experience it again, editing, but I get to experience with the people. And I think um, any hunt that I can go on, any hunt, any time I can get out in the woods, um, yeah, it sucks being away from the family, but um, anytime I can get out in the woods and get on a hunt is, is my favorite. Um, and I feel like, uh, I mean, through all of this is possible through God. I mean, God has blessed me with all of this and like he's opened all these doors and I just like, so any door that's open for me, any hunt that I go on is, a, is from him. So I'm like, yeah, I enjoy every hunt. I've never really had a favorite. Um, yeah. but, uh, I will, if I had to choose, I would say the father and son hunt has been probably my favorite hunt because okay. just seeing, um, seeing him like get really excited um, when we heard a gobble, and I mean, we did hear one, but we uh, heard the gobble, and then when he, when we called in that coyote, his re reaction to it, it was just, <laughs> it was a really cool experience. Um, but I mean, yeah. like, I like any hunt that I get to go on. Um, mm. That's cool. 
Good. Um, now I want to ask you this: Have you has there ever been a point where um, you've like kind of wished that you were the one holding the gun and not the camera? Like, is there any part of this where you're like, you know, I like I like photography. Obviously, it's my passion, but I'd rather be like, or is that not cross your mind? Like, is it, are you completely satisfied? And holding a camera or is there ever a point where you think you know what um there's maybe a day coming where i want to pick up you know the the weapon of, of choice oh definitely I, I definitely have been like uh probably the after the third duck hunt i was like man i really want to do this or uh after the <laughs> after the second predator trip that i went on with my butt with my friends uh i was like okay this is fun i want to do this um, especially after that coyote came in if i had uh, if I had a if I had a rifle that that coyote I mean, we would have had fur on the ground so <laughs> yeah um, but it's not you haven't done that yet though so it's just I have not, to, okay. no I have gone out on my own like doing some predator hunt but uh, never been successful called yeah. stuff in um, and couldn't get him to stop but uh, and so never really had a shot but it was kind of fun calling it that was kind of fun for me is just calling in that 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 uh, calling in a coyote. That was really fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. It just, I think calling anything, whenever you have any animal respond to something that you do through a call, whether it be an elk or a turkey or a coyote or a duck, it's, I don't know, there's something neat about that type of hunting, I think. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about, um, I think you had mentioned about a ministry that you are a part of. And if I'm not mistaken, yes. it's like an outdoors or a hunting ministry, right? Well, it's actually a um, it's a ministry called Advance Camp, um, okay. and uh, what it is is I'll actually just read it. Uh, I pulled up the website on my laptop. Um, it is a, a a day camp held every Saturday of every month uh, for fathers, young men, ages uh, twelve to eighteen, to come and learn practical s- skills that the dad that dad could have, should ha- would have, and should have taught him if he was involved in his life. In addition to building a strong foundation through these practical skills, the, uh, the dedicated mentors help teach them how to be rooted and established in Christ. Mentors build long, strong, solid, lasting relationship with these young men and many, in many ways are father figures that they are looking for. Um, it, and I'm one of the. I'm actually one of the mentors, and a the I do the like I said the photography, and videography for them. But yeah, we. This is my second year doing it. Uh, it started out last year. It's been around before, but it was in Oregon. And the guy that started that kind of started up in Oregon actually moved to Texas, and started it up in Texas. And um, I've been I've been since it started. I've been to I've been on I've been from the beginning part one of the mentors and the videography guy i've not been able to go to every single one um because of like conflict with weddings and stuff like that but uh i've been uh, to a lot of them and what we do is like the first one first one this year was blacksmithing um so we took the kids uh, the young men sorry they're not kids they're young men um <laughs> that's kind of chad i talked to the guy that started it. he was wanting me to, to really hammer that because i mean if we treat them like kids, they're going to be kids. But if we treat them like young men, they're going to be, they're going to act more mature. Okay, um, cool. And that's kind of like his reasoning behind calling them young men. So he harps on this pretty. I slip up every now and then at camp, and uh, but he he's like, "Come on, guys, young men, young men." <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did blacksmithing um, the first 
this first year, and then we the first half of the uh, sorry in January, uh, second camp was archery, and that was really cool because it was kind of tied into hunting a little bit. Um, yeah, and then we've had uh, last year we did bicycle repair, teaching them how to repair a bicycle. Um, taught them uh, we had blacksmithing again, but we taught that we also taught them um, leather working. Um, automobile basic automobile stuff um Mm, i uh, need that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's been just just anything that like you would think that a man should know how to do um that their dads could have taught them like changing a tire i mean they had ranch day um and they learned (laughs) uh might be a little gross but they learned how to castrate a bull um (laughs) yeah uh and actually our the church pastor was the one that actually put that camp on because he actually his his, <laughs> his ranch he has his little bit of a ranch too going. But uh, that's awesome. Um, but no, it's it's a, it's a really cool it's a really cool experience. Just because um, and the way we do it is we don't tell the kids at all what they're doing um, until like their parents. We tell the moms, of course, but uh, okay. the single moms. But we do not we do, we do, we don't post anything beforehand. Um, like we don't promote like, Hey, we're going here for camp because some of the kids might get on and see it. Um, but we let, we let the moms know, um, coming I mean, because some of the kids, we have to let the moms know because some of the kids are like have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they have like some, some anxiety problems. So we like sometimes like we're understand if some kids know. Um, but, uh, yeah, we try not to let the kids know and they, and a lot of times we just like, <laughs> Uh, we just put him. We put. We have a really cool 15 passenger van um, that we got all tricked out. Actually, everything was donated on the van. The van was donated itself, but it. Uh, I'll have to. Um, at the tell you said we were. Gonna, I was going to be able to link some stuff when we were talking earlier. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, so anybody listening to this, just check uh, in the comments down below. And uh, I'll I'll leave a link to Advanced Camp and some of this other stuff that Lady's talking about. But yeah, so a lot of times we just load them up in this really cool. It's a lifted uh, van that uh, that was painted, and then uh, uh, it was painted, and then we have uh, we put lights in there, and we put some a nice stereo. I mean, everything was donated to us to the to the camp. I mean, mm. the kids love it. When we we pile in the van and we take them different places. Uh, and like I said, we never tell them. So a lot of the times we like arrive at the place. I'm like, well, we're here. One time we, because uh, we loaded at the church. So we, we were at the front of the parking lot and we got in and we were going fishing. So we had stuff set up at the very, like, uh, at the, the at the church. So at the front of the parking lot, we just drove and we're like, all right, everybody get in. We drove, parked right next to the church. And all right, get out. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that cool, fun. man. I that think was... that's a really neat thing. I mean, guys that have listened to this before know I, I harp a lot on mentoring, you know, mentoring others and, and working especially. And I think it's cool. I mean, for kids that don't have a, a dad growing up, that sounds like a really neat opportunity for them um, to learn any of those type of things. I, I think uh, archery obviously is near and dear to my heart, but any of those things are good things to know. So that's, that's cool that you do that. Yeah, and I had a lot of... And the mentors get to have fun too. Like we get to participate because I mean we're trying to build the relationships, and the easiest way to build a relationship is to do the things with them. So for archery, man, me and a 
me and a couple of the other mentors, we had a little contest when the kids were eating lunch. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I kind of, kind of really liked archery. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, give it, give it a go. It's, it's a. I'll warn you, it's addictive. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned this before. I wanted to come back, and I, I might be, I might have misheard. Did you say something about your? wife's grandfather or your grandfather had oh, some sort yes. of hunting story that was i wonder well, if caught my attention <laughs> well it's not a hunting story um so are you familiar at all with um the shooting that happened at the church in dallas fort worth earlier this yeah. year yes the yes. uh white settlement church yeah i am familiar with that so the my wife's grandfather is actually Jack Wilson, who is the guy that stopped the shooter. You are kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. So, wow. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of a, I guess, a, not fun fact, but a, a fact about me is I'm related by marriage to Jack Wilson. and it was, Connected to he, a, a hero, for sure. Yeah. And he, and he, when all the memes were going around of him, like, being better than Chuck Norris, man, he, he got a <laughs> kick out of it. <laughs> man, that, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's something that's crazy with all this coronavirus. It's like stuff that happened earlier in the year we almost forget kind about. Forget but now about that you mentioned him. that. Yeah, it's, it's like that was such a huge deal. And, I mean, it is. I mean, I think um, you talk about <laughs> the need for mentorship and people learning. You know, it's just there's so many important things that I think there's just so many people, unfortunately that don't have that in their lives. They don't have somebody that just gives them common sense and gives them, you know, direction. Um, and I think we all need that. Yeah. Well, that's really, uh, that is kind of a neat connection. Um, I want to jump back in here as we wrap up a little bit late. Um, as we look at your, your photography and things like that, I know obviously you're building a portfolio. So if there's anybody in Texas or any States that are looking for a, a photographer, uh, you're, you're open for hire, right? <laughs> yes, I am. I am. I'm trying to book some hunts for next season. Uh, All right. So how do guys get a hold of you? Let's talk about that. And then I want, I want to dive back into that question I mentioned earlier. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my Instagram is probably the best way to view my work and actually to contact me. Um, um, but, uh, and it's, uh, just at capturing the hunt. It's kind of like the, uh, the direction I want to go with my branding and stuff. Okay. And calling my, I guess my photography's business, uh, capturing the hunt. So it's just at capturing the hunt at Instagram. Okay, cool. And do you have like a, is it all through Instagram or do you like have a website or any of that? Um, I am, the website is currently in progress. Um, okay. Yeah, I have I have it ready. I just got to get my domain. I got to get the domain that I have switched over to the right one and finalize some details on the website. But yeah, it is uh, it is in the process. But uh, yeah, best way right now is through Instagram or I do have a Facebook page. You can reach out to me. And then I actually created a Go Wild. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. Go Wild. Um, profile. I thought that was a really cool idea for an app. Yeah, it is neat. I, um, you know, we had Brad on, and I, I had one before, but I had, I just hadn't spent the time. If you're used to Facebook and you're used to that, it's a little bit different than maybe what you're used to. Like as far yeah. as just how you find stuff, it took me a little while. Um, but what I like about Brad, and what I like about that app in particular, is that he kind of encourages people to not spend a ton of time on there. It's just kind of you scroll through, find a few things that you enjoy, you share something, and it's kind of. I don't know. I kind of like because it's just a quick browse. I don't hop on there a ton. 
Uh, but yeah, it is a neat idea. Yeah, I, I really, I really, I really like it. It's pretty cool. And I, and uh, I mean, I've already gotten some positive because I posted one. I posted one photo, um, and I already got some positive feedback on it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of nice folks, too, on there. I've noticed it's not a bunch of trolls out to try and bash everything you do, so that's nice. Um, so a lot of guys will go out on a hunt, and maybe they try and video it. Maybe they try and take a picture of what they're experiencing on their phone, or maybe they take like a little point shoot or even use their DSLR. Um, do you have any tips? Uh, you know, obviously, if you live in Texas, you just need to hire lathe and, and not worry <laughs> about it. But if you don't live in Texas <laughs> or you don't live in a surrounding state, you just lathe. How do I make my pictures not look like crap whenever I get home? Is there any, you know, if I'm trying to capture a memory and um, also I'm trying to kill something at the same time, what tips would you give to a guy that's just wanted to make their pictures look a little bit better? Any Anything come to mind? Um, to make them... Hmm, that's a good question. I knew you would come back to this because you said you would. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say if you don't want it to look like a fo- like a um, a phone photo, the best way to the best way to not to make it even look a little bit better. And it doesn't. I mean, it's really about having an eye for it because um, mm-hmm. gear doesn't really matter. Um, and then I'm not true for hunting too. I would I would say gear really. Yes, it's nice to have good gear, and it helps to have good gear because it helps the picture-taking process better. But um, really just find out – really just learn how to use what you have really, really well. Um, that's yeah. – I mean, it sounds kind of redundant, but it, it's true. Um, now, phone – I will say that if you want to get away from the phone um, – if you want to have a little bit better pictures than just iPhone photos, then I would suggest getting looking into getting a, a DSLR camera or one of the new mirrorless cameras. Um, just having that interchangeable lens really kind of it, you can learn to play around with things, um, learn to play around with different angles, different um, focal lengths, um, different um, just different just different viewpoints because a camera. I mean. Now that's it's kind of cool how the iPhones are having most actually most phones now are having like either two, three, sometimes even four cameras on them, um, or four cam- yeah cameras on them because I mean well they're more four lenses, um, yeah. so you're giving you that the changeability of the lenses which is good, um, uh, but there's some apps out there if you want to make your iPhone a little bit better taking photos there's some apps out there that allow you to have a little bit control of them. Um, um, Lightroom Mobile is pretty good. Okay, um, and that's just it's a another good editing. It's a editing program, but I yes, you can take. Uh, I just pulled it up on my phone, but you can take uh, which is called a DRA raw image, which is uh, when you're taking photos. Um, raw is literally. Um, the biggest file it's not compressed because when you take a j when you take a normal picture on a f- camera phone or a phone um it's usually compresses the file to a jpeg um yeah and a raw is just a bigger has more information so you can control it a little bit more so if you have capability of shooting in raw that helps a little bit cuz then you can adjust things to see where you fit and that's honestly how i learned how to edit properly is well watching youtube um, YouTube's your best friend if you want to get into learning more about a camera. 
Oh man, uh, and it's a it's a rabbit hole too. I mean, there are oh, yeah. so many it's, it's, so many things to learn. <laughs> like hunting is a rabbit hole, man. This is definitely f- yeah. hunting is to me more of a rabbit hole because there's more things to do. But photography is another rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, yeah you, the Lightroom Mobile allows you to edit from your phone, but it also allows you to have control over um, control over the, uh, the 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 camera a little bit. Um, in okay, your that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you. Now, like I said, um, best way to learn is just learn your camera. So if you have like a point and shoot, or if you're using like a, or if you're using like a camera to k- take your photos, just learn how to use manual. Because once you learn how to use manual, that'll get you away from. That'll kind of take you to the next level. So learn how to use your camera. It's the best way to to learn. And I taught myself how to do what I do. Um, and it was just me just playing around with the camera, um, turning it on manual, setting your settings to, uh, if you have a camera that you can view the back screen as you're taking a photo, um, set it and then learn the basic use of that. Um, a good rule of thumb, if you're wanting to get into this go when, if you do have a, a, a non like a camera if you have a camera good rule of thumb is um your shutter speed which is how fast the camera shuts or the shutter goes down um yep. so it's usually the number that's one over something it's so like one over one thousand one over right so that number um the focal length on your lens so let's say i'm using a 35 millimeter lens you don't want to have that number go below 35. So, oh, okay. it because what that does, it helps reduce blur. Now, you shouldn't be shooting in 30. I mean, <laughs> there's some weird rules of thumbs. Um, a good way is don't go below the shutter speed below 100. That's a, just a good from my my point of view. My what I'm doing, anything below 100. Um, okay. Now you can play around with it, but if you want, if you're midday outside, um, you shouldn't anyway. Um, but uh, a good rule of thumb is to not go below the shutter, the below the fo- the maximum focal length of your lens that you're using, and um, don't and try to keep it above 100, the shutter speed, because that'll kind of and then you should adjust all the other settings according to that. Gotcha. Um, I cannot remember the mode that it is, but there's a mode that focuses just on shutter speed. Um, and I don't, I use manual, so I don't remember what the mode is called, but there is a mode on most, most cameras that allow, it's like either aperture. No, it would be, I think it's usually shutter priority. So it's like, okay. It's like TV. I think on your camera, it should be the TV, I believe. But um, it, it literally, everything else is auto except for that function. It's just, okay. you can, that that's the best way to learn is use one of those other aperture priority and or shutter priority. Yeah. I think. One, one of the things I did too, and just kind of like you said, is it's it's hard to, to learn. Like you said, learning on YouTube. I've, I've also had a buddy who's a photographer come over and kind of show me, you know, some tricks. Yeah. And for me, I, I'm not looking for anything super professional. I, I think um, one of the things I would add is also, like you said, it's, it's knowing your camera, it's knowing that, but also 
I had a guy the other day talk about how does he start filming his hunts and filming is a, a little bit different, but the same concept, I, I guess the question is what, what do you want it to be whenever you're done? I try and think about what do I want the end result to be? Because if I didn't yeah. press record and record something that I want, then I'm obviously not going to get it. That's obvious. So, um, if you just want the kill shot and you just want to show your buddies how you shot something cool, then, then you'd have nothing to worry about. Just get that. And, you know, but, for you and I, I, I like telling the stories. So I, I like to, to film a lot of extra stuff. I'll film the leaves blowing. I'll film the walk-in and try and get different angles. And, and really, it's called B-roll, but trying to get some extra pictures or video of that. Um, and then the other thing, this is just a pet peeve. I mean, if you really want to have the picture of the deer hanging upside down with its tongue out and you have a cigarette in your mouth and it's bad lighting, cool. If that's what you really want. But I guess for me, (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to, I I just feel like it brings a little bit more honor to the animal um, to, you know, I'm not saying you have to do a hero pose or anything crazy, but just think about that. You know, I mean, put the tongue back in the mouth or cut it off or do something to try and, you know, make the picture look a little bit more presentable. Yeah, that to me, I, I think it helps also those that aren't into hunting to not have a bad taste or a bad view of hunting in their mind, because there is a lot of beautiful parts of it. Um, and what we typically post on Facebook is one of more of the, the not more gruesome or, you know, yes. we're proud of the animal that's dead, but other people don't understand they don't get that concept. So that's, that's just me. And that's just a personal pet peeve, you know, that I, I have on things is I try and make things look, you know, look nice. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's kind of like a, a sub goal that I have with all this is to make it more presentable. It's kind of make, yeah. make the stuff I make hunting more presentable for, and hopefully bring more people in. Cause one thing I've yeah. learned really quickly with listening to podcasts and just look, like getting into the industry and are like trying to get into the industry and just getting in, to hunting is there's not there needs to be the next generation and it's kind of going down a little bit yeah completely and agree with that presenting it in a more presentable way than just like you said cigarette in your mouth that <laughs> lighting shot helps because i mean it shows like okay this there's more to just the killing and yeah. um and that's another way to get really good photo to if you can tell a story I mean, because that's why I say that's what I like to tell people. Every hunt is unique. Every hunt is different. I mean, you're not going to have the same hunt every day. Um, you can go out in the woods in the morning and then go out the same woods at night, and it's completely different. Um, yeah. So tell this if you really want. If you really want to make your hunt memorable, if you really want to make your hunt unique, if you, I mean, your hunt is already unique. So if you really want to capture good photos, capture all aspects of your unique hunt because you might hunt from a stand. Um, you might can, you might like in Texas, we can hunt at night. So if you, I mean, so I mean, it's just capture what's unique to your hunting and that helps tell good photos that actually helps bring in the light of what we get to do as mm. hunters and as, um, con- conservationists. Mm. That's good. Well, I man, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing uh, your perspective because it's neat. I mean, I, I think it's kind of neat how <laughs> photography has led you into to hunting, and I'm excited to hear about how your first hunt goes down. I mean, whenever whenever that all comes together, I guess you said you've done some predator hunting, so you know, whenever the that all comes together, and um, and my wife's not the- telling me. Uh, well, my wife, my wife's kind of teasing me, but I, I, I um, she, I think she's getting me a, a gun for a rifle for 
uh, my birthday. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to make something happen with that too. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your perspective and um, also just your your stories. And uh, And I'll point guys back to you if you guys want to check out um, uh, Lade's uh, Instagram and check out those photos. And then also the advanced camp, we'll leave that link below. But Lade, thank you so much for your time, man. No problem. There you go, guys. Uh, unique perspective, one that we haven't maybe heard before, and so I enjoy Lathe coming on, kind of talking about his passion for photography, and I'm super excited for him to get out there and try hunting himself and uh, see how that goes. Guys, I encourage you to check out Lathe's website, like he mentioned, and also his uh, Facebook, Instagram, and those things. Give him a like. And that's it for today. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and wrap up. I hope that you guys will come back next week for another episode, and until then, remember to shed the light. <laughs>